Hi there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was brought to you by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund of the City of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric, and I will be your MC for tonight's episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. With Kane rescued and Bull Steel now thought to be at large, though has been killed by the demon bestie, peace has returned back to the campus. Our AV club decided that at the end of that night they were to meet back at Coffee Josh's and hash out, shall we say, some drama that's been lingering amongst the group. From Dr. Egan's attempted hypnosis of Zack, to Kane's evil actions, to everything in between, the group aired out all their grievances with a fresh cup of delicious coffee. Though things were aired out, everything was not necessarily resolved, as Dr. Egan stated plainly for the group that she reserves her right to hypnotize any one of them if she deems it necessary. The group's trust in each other is still a little bit shaky, but Iris took the time to run away from all that drama and see Coffee Josh in his office. There she saw what she had been looking for for nearly a year. On the floor, in beautiful mosaic tile, Coffee Josh's floor resembled that of a rose. After telling the rest of the group, the AV club decided that they were going to get into Coffee Josh's office one way or another. They were going to use Iris's shift the next day as a great excuse to find a way into the office and finally explore what lies under the rose. However, our chapter closed with a slight wrench in their plans. As Coffee Josh opened up the next day awaiting for Iris, he was paid a visit by none other than the Pale Mare himself, who told Coffee Josh that thanks to the Oak Haven Historical Foundation, Coffee Josh's was to receive special honors for its historical significance to the city. A big check convinced Josh this was a good idea. And just like that, the AV Club find themselves not the only players at Oakhurst College. Let's get back, shall we? Let's get back to undergrad. A Monster Hearts Tale. Chapter 30. The Two Tests. Our camera opens on a hand holding a paintbrush, dipping into a dirty old can of paint. Swirls around for a moment. The hand lifts and begins to paint the name Evelyn on a damp, dark stone wall. The sound of humming can be heard as our camera pans around and reveals, holding the paintbrush, is the self-satisfied smile of the pale mare, his gaunt face and long leather jacket worn as it usually is. After painting the name, the pale mare moves over to what looks like a large automaton-like figure and begins to tighten it with a wrench, all the while the excitement in his eyes knowing something is about to happen. After he has finished his tasks, he walks down a seemingly endless, damp, dark hallway, until finally arriving at two large oak doors. He pushes them open, revealing what seems to be a very old chapel. Its rounded ceiling seems to be stretching down towards faded mosaics of scenes past, though it's difficult to see what's on them at the moment. But what is very easy to see are two figures tied 
into chairs with their faces covered near the altar of this chapel. And as the pale mare enters the area, looks on either side, this seems to be a place that he feels connected to. And he approaches the two figures in the chair who seem to be fainted at this point. He lays his hands on either of their shoulders and says, it's time. The testing is at hand and you two get to be the witnesses to true salvation. He holds up his hand up in the sky and you can see what seems to be some sort of glowing red energy coming from his palm. He snaps his fingers and this crimson energy circles around his hand. You can see that that crimson energy all of a sudden is matched on the oak doors as the oak doors slam due to the power of this unknown magic. And on that, our camera fades away. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Underground and Monster Arts Tale. This is, of course, brought to you by the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast and Tall Tale Theater Collective. How is everyone doing this evening? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after after last time, though, you, you'd think you'd be prepared for anything. You guys were in a fucking car chase. You'd think. That was awesome. <laughs> but no. <laughs> yeah, so th this one will be a, a bit of a change of pace. As everyone heard from our last episode's ending, we have moved into the final exam season, so we are in late April. And, uh, you know, I'll kind of explain what's been going on with the society. Uh, right now, it's, it's it's been rather relaxed, and you'll, you'll kind of see uh, as we go in what, what exactly that means. But um, nothing major has happened between the last events and these ones now. So, I guess without further ado, let's get into exams, shall we? This is where the true horror takes place yeah. in this podcast, <laughs> yeah. is exam season. Exams. Brings me back season. to Still not no so problem. great places. Demon, no problem. Exams? Ah! Fuck that. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. out. Yep. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> So as the past month and a half have passed, of course, we said goodbye to late winter and hello to spring. The campus is blooming and beautiful. And at this point, a significant amount of peace has returned to Oakhurst since Bull Steel's, you know, conviction in lack of a better word. Um, all the evidence seems to point to him. He's still considered at large and extremely dangerous. No one knows where he is. But thanks to some of the evidence that they found in the van and his office, there seems to be some sort of grand conspiracy that he was cooking up. So he's been basically pinned for everything. He's been pinned for the missing Vice President Silver Tree that happened so long ago, and Abel <laughs> Granfield's death, and Kane's abduction. All of these things have now fallen onto Bull Steel since Reed Moore's story just exploded all over the Eastern Seaboard. So peace has returned back to campus, and really not much has happened. Now, I know that last time, some of you discussed wanting to break into Coffee Josh's. So much to your surprise and chagrin, Iris, when you arrive at that shift the following day from our last episode, Coffee Josh is shocked and bewildered and tells you that Coffee Josh's has been selected by the Oak Haven Historical Foundation to basically be examined. And they offered uh -huh. him some money to shut down. And what they were going to do is look for different things that could help to, you know, date this building and relate it back to the origins of Oak Haven. That's at least what he tells you. He doesn't really have much more information uh -huh. than that. But it means that he's going to be closed down for about a month and a half. So unfortunately, some of these plans won't exactly be able to work. 
And Dr. Egan, specifically for you, because you live in Oak Haven, this is going to mm. kind of justify why, you know, even though it's shut down, oh, we can still break in. However, that's not exactly true, Dr. Egan, because every time you drive by, and I'm talking from the earliest hours to the latest hours at night, Dr. Egan, you see this place is filled with people. It seems to be people researching, drilling, making all sorts of noise, doing all sorts of crazy shit. So that's why you haven't been able to get in to Coffee Josh's at this point for about a month and a half now. Now, on top of that, I know that Dr. Egan and Evelyn, you discussed potentially going in and doing some research on the founding circle. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Dr. Egan, you probably took the society library. Evelyn, you obviously took the library that you work at, the main school's <laughs> library. Maddie even snuck you back into the secret vaults there. And you have found diddly squat. Between the two of you, you have found nothing Right. on the founding circle. It's really just leading to a bunch of dead ends, so much so that because, you know, with work and school, you've had to move on and just start focusing back on what you're supposed to do. So with all of these dead ends and peace returning back to Oakhurst, um, you kind of go living about your lives for the past little while. And you actually, the next time you arrive at the society headquarters, there is a letter written for you by the chairman waiting. And the letter reads as follows. Dear society members, I had to leave on some important business yet again, but please use the facilities to hone your skills. I will be arriving back in late April, and you will be having your exam with me. You may all arrive on April 21st. Please arrive at 9 a.m. sharp. Your friend, the chairman. So you've had this kind of whole time to work on your stuff. Um, it's been a lot more leisure. So I'm, you know, you've like, like Zach said last time, you found out what worked in your schedule and you've been kind of tr trying to make, make it work. Um, and before you know it, exam season has fallen upon us. And actually April 21st at 9 a.m. has fallen upon us. Hey, nice. Get right to the meat and potatoes. That's it, man. We, we got shit to do this episode. We're in, a, we're in a season finale, motherfuckers. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you all find yourself sitting in the waiting room of the society, waiting for the chairman to let you into the gymnasium. So you're all sitting around. Um, the uh, It's still way too early for Serby. So the three-headed dog is sleeping by the fire, quite content at 9 a.m. Oh, man. And what are you all doing? <laughs> Iris's knee is just like bouncing and she's just like fidgeting so much and she's just she's just looking around at everybody else. <laughs> um, do we know like what we're gonna be tested on? I mean, you know, we're honing our skills, but we has has he told us anything specifically about what the test will involve or is it just gonna be a surprise? Well, he hasn't been around this whole time. Right to tell you but what i will say is at some point early on when he was still training you a little bit he did mention that the final exam was going to encompass teamwork to see how you can collectively tackle an obstacle <laughs> how do we all how do we all feel as a team dynamic right now would you say Kane's pretty okay. I mean, like, all his shit's out in the open, so if, if anyone's mad at him, he's just like, yep, that's totally that's right and valid, you know? So I'll just do, yeah. I'll do my best. So. I love I Kane like for that. Keep, I just feel like he just keeps saying, that's very valid. Yep, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he, yeah. he does not want, yeah. He's he's all, in fact, over these last few weeks, he's he has this new mantra of, like, he's going to be completely honest. He doesn't want to invalidate anybody else's experience or feelings because he's been selfish for quite a long time, and it's time to put others first mm. which makes iris very hot <laughs> still wears a, a aviator so <laughs> yeah i feel like him and iris are better than ever at this point in terms of trust Aww. oh yeah 
and because it's been a month and a half and you know things are better between you you've probably been having lots of great sex so avery <laughs> uh just take one string off cane oh, for your dark path that's I merciful say, Thank like, you. i was like oh my yeah, god how like many how many is he, am i gonna get <laughs> You know, I was thinking about it, but at one point it just becomes impractical because <laughs> just way too many strings. But also, you know, you two have really moved on in terms of trust and, and love. So I, I think that has to count for something to counteract the evil of this bestie. I think Iris turns to the group and goes, how about a group hug before we all go in? Can we do a group hug? Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's about teamwork, right? We need to be in a place of love for each other, which I am for all of you. I as well. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but if Evelyn does not want to hug, I also equally support that. Okay, um uh thank you, Pollyanna one and Pollyanna two. Um is but that a, is that a movie? Um yeah. should I be you know watching what? I actually movie? think it might be, but it was based on a book, anyways. Oh crap. <laughs> Okay, so the hug, yay or nay, guys? Who's willing to give me a hug right now? I will give you a hug. Yay! For, for yay. the good of the campus and whatever is going on here that we need to stop. You guys are right. We need to work as a team. And Okay, so is that a yes for the hug? Yeah, Evelyn goes in for the hug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And Zach? Zach? Come on, Zach. <laughs> Zachary, come on. Come on. Oh, yeah, fine. Bring it in. Yay! Zach's addition to the embrace adds a much-needed skunk smell. <laughs> to the whole event. <laughs> and this group hug, this is what gets Servi's attention. The three-headed dog pops up. Iris, you hear like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And the dog runs in and joins this massive group hug. <laughs> oh my God, Iris is so happy. Nice. This is the best moment ever. And as you're all in the group hug, you hear a gentle tap with a cane on the archway of the stone. And you see that the chairman is looking at you in his midnight blue suit, looking again, very wary. Um, last time he was gone for a while, he looked the same, very tired. And he looks at you all and says, Welcome. I've missed you all quite a, a bit, more than I would like to admit. Mm. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're all here now. Well, if you missed us, you want to join the group hug, man? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yay. Aww, and nice. he walks in and he hugs you too. And, and the people that he hugs, you feel again, he's so cold. Mm. So cold. Do I notice any smell to him? Like where he might have been or? No, he doesn't have a smell. It's like he's made of plastic. There's nothing that you can go off of. <laughs> he pulls away and he looks at you all and he says, well, unlike your midterms, please have everyone follow me. <gasps> Okay. And he turns and leads you into the gymnasium. Mm -hmm. And again, you, you walk down that long hallway and, you know, as this epic fucking music plays in the background, <laughs> you see all of the society members past who, you know, it's almost like when you're walking down the hallway, you swear that their portraits are smiling more than they used to. That's a good mm. sign. And when huh. you get to the end of the hallway, the chairman opens up the gymnasium doors. And unlike last time, you know, for Iris, you had this massive hedge maze and Egan, you had this kind of building out front and everyone had these different things. <laughs> There's none of that this time. You don't even have to drink that magical blue juice to kind of, you know, heighten the magical experience. Instead, he just says, all right, everyone, please after you. And you walk into a very open gymnasium. But what you do see are five spotlights all kind of circled around one main spotlight. Okay. It's empty. Do we have to go into those lights? You do, Evelyn. Everyone, please Ooh. take your place. 
So okay. Egan starts moving towards the one um, where she can kind of face towards the door. So like she's looking forward and she sees the door. As you all spread out to each of the five encircling lights, the chairman takes a spot in the middle. Again, you can still hear that gentle clacking of his bone-handled cane. And he stands the cane up just it kind of props itself up as if it's hovering in position. He takes off his long midnight blue coat and throws them both into the darkness, but they never sound like they hit the ground. They just disappear. <laughs> and he's in a white shirt and a vest. And he rolls up his sleeves and he pulls out a an old antique pocket watch and he says, you all have five minutes. And within that five minutes, you must do one simple task as a group, take this pocket watch from my hand. Wait, I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. Is it this Karate Kid? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that totally ruined the moment. You can totally cut that in post. Honestly, the, the chairman laughs and he says, Kane, you're learning. Excellent. Gold star for you. Yes. <laughs> he, he actually snaps his fingers and can you see like a little gold star appear on your shirt? Oh, hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> This is nice validating. I, I'm going to validate all your feelings all the time. <laughs> so your task is simple. As a group, you must take the pocket watch from my hand. Now, this is unusual for an MC, but I will be rolling for the chairman this time. So I'm just going to read off his stats just so you kind of know what you're dealing with here. So the chairman's highest stat is dark, of course, and it is a four. Plus four, which is literally off the charts in this game, as a plus three is the max. He has a plus one to volatile, he has a minus one to hot, and he has a plus three to cold. It's cool. It's fine. Oh, no. That's gonna be great, guys. It's fine. He gazes at all of you, and he kind of hovers off the ground and just spins 360 to look at all of you. Well, are you all ready? Iris have Iris meet like matches him, brings out her wings, and hovers right next to him. <laughs> Very well. He lifts the pocket watch in the air. He clicks it, and when he clicks it, you can hear the ticking kind of reverberate through the room. Mm, and you see what almost okay. looks like a magical projection: an enlarged version of the pocket watch appear on the wall with a five-minute countdown. And he mm. says, "You have five minutes to prove that you can do this. Begin." and the lights turn on to reveal a plain gymnasium. Right, so okay. what would you all like to do when your five minutes starts now? Iris holds out her hand and says, can I have the pocket watch, please? I don't think so. <laughs> and he runs out with incredible speed, just blinding speed. And where he's now ended up is behind Egan. So Egan, he's furthest from the door right now. So what would you all like to do now? <laughs> so we need to work as a group. The clock reads four minutes, 45 seconds. Okay, there's no time for this. We've got to do something quick. Uh, I'm going to play my guitar and uh, activate the siren song. Beautiful. Okay, Kane's going to engage the formula, and he's just going to bull rush him. So I'm going to say, Zach, play an It's Showtime role, baby. And what's your... Uh, do you have a high hot? Yeah, my hot is two. Yeah, roll plus hot. It's too hot. That's two sixes, 14! Oh, oh my god! Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. So, Zach, I want to do something a bit okay. unique here. So, for the remainder as you do this, you're going to be like a D&D &D bard. <laughs> yeah. So, what's going to happen is as long as you're playing well, 
everyone is gonna get a bump to their roll. You, you did roll a 14, so I really have to reward you for this. So I'm gonna say everyone's first roll, you're gonna get plus two, and subsequent rolls will get a plus one. Cool. Okay, nice. All right, so as long as you were playing, Zach, that bonus will be in effect. Everyone hears Zach playing this awesome song. Actually, Zach, uh, what are you playing right now? Zach is absolutely shredding on the guitar, and he's singing at the same time in high vampiric <laughs> the like three words he knows. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Vampiric. Nice. <laughs> oh, and that's just so inspiring to Egan. She's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Zach, as you're jamming in High Vampiric, you know, from what you remember hearing, <laughs> Egan, we're going to talk about how much you learned later on. But yeah. what you do know are some basic words. And you mentioned that he says, like, buttermilk and wheat flour. He's <laughs> listing how to make a friggin' biscuit right now, essentially. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, as he's doing yeah. that, what would everyone else like to do to join in this battle? Evelyn wants to use one of her hexes. Um, she wants to use illusions. Okay. And she actually wants to see if she can um, create a non-existent subtext and make everybody seem invisible. Nice. Ooh, okay. Ooh. So give me a roll for that. We'll determine how many people you, you, can, you can do that for. That's an 11. With 11, uh, I'm going to let you do three people who you want to be invisible. Okay. Um... Egan, Kane, and Iris. Everyone can hear Evelyn's chanting reverberating off the walls. And all of a sudden, Kane, Dr. Egan, and Iris, you almost feel kind of tingly as you notice your body disappears and you are all fully invisible at this point. <gasps> oh my gosh. Right. Sweet. Kane wants to like bull rush him and see if he can grapple him. So he's going to uh, conjure his uh, formulaic self and he's just going to run and see if he can just hold him back so others can grab it. Ooh, okay, cool. So give me a lash out physically roll plus okay. volatile. Now, I know that you're using this move, Kane, so you're going to turn, but it's going to be a little bit more controlled. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, so you know how you usually, like, all your hair goes white and your veins kind of fill with that, like, dark malice and stuff? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a little less, so you'll just have some gray streaks going through your hair this time, and only parts of your eyes will be totally black. So it's not like we're losing you completely. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, he gets a little pissed off, but he's not, like, raging maniacally. Yeah, you're really starting <laughs> to learn how to control this and now since you're all peace and love and hip <laughs> it really counteracts it doing that yoga in the morning yeah so sorry what did you roll uh so that's a 10 on a 10 up you deal them harm and choose one the harm is great add one you gain one string on them and they need to hold steady before they can retaliate so one of those three uh i'm gonna take a string on him a string on him okay so you get a string on the chairman i'm gonna roll uh so I also actually just rolled a 10. So oh, here's how this goes. So you still get the string, okay? Um, okay. So you you get the string on him because I'm going to say, obviously, you're you're invisible. Did you add the two to your roll, by the way? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. So you bull rush him and like he doesn't see you at all, but at the last second he hears your breathing. And you you see him like turn his head like anime style and Kane like I feel like you're about to like tackle him and he just with one hand is like holds his hand out and uh kind of uses just his sheer strength you you you're it's like fist to hand he like catches your fist in his hand you're just oh. holding it and it's it's stuck and, and you're you're invisible still and, and he knows where your hand was um and uh he manages to kind of throw you into the wall but you don't take any harm because you did it so gracefully okay but he is distracted. The clock now reads four minutes. Ooh. So, Dr. Egan, what would you like to do at this point? 
Egan starts, uh, she sees like the commotion and she runs towards the, uh, towards the chairman and tries to just take the, the watch. How are you going to try to take it? She's going to kind of come up around the side where, uh, he's holding it, like the, the hand that he's holding it and just try to grab it out of his hand. Very cool. So let's kind of base this move on your vampiric speed, Dr. Egan. Yes. You kind okay. of showed that with Abertalk earlier. You have this superhuman strength. So give me mm-hmm. a lash out physically roll, please. Okay, I pre-rolled and I got a 10. So that's uh, it's a 10 because I have zero. Maybe. Okay, yep. so what do you want? You want to do one harm, get a string, or he needs to roll steady before he can retaliate? I get a string. Okay, you're going to get a string. Okay, so I'm going to roll. Ooh, okay, I got a 13. Oh. Mm. So you still get the string, Dr. Egan. So what happens here is you burst mm-hmm. towards him, the speed he was not expecting. He just sees a flash of light because you're invisible, obviously. He blocks it with his forearm super briefly as you go to reach for his clock, and he just jumps and disappears into the darkness away from you. You literally almost had him. It was so close. Okay, can I can I use my, my new move that I've never used before? Yeah, go for it. It's from the proxy, and it's called the the Path of Black Leaves. And when a character attempts to run away from me, I can spend a string, and I cannot be run away from. Oh my god. Oh, so so you're going to spend the string on him. Yep, the string I just got. I'm going to spend it to to get him back. He cannot leave my presence. That move is so cool. (laughs) So from everyone else's perspective, because Egan is invisible, you see this wisp fly over to the chairman, this wisp of air. He blocks it with his forearm, jumps and disappears, and goes behind Zack to try to stop him from playing. But before that, from everyone else's perspective, you just see Egan's feet dig into the ground. You see these indentations created, and just this explosion of speed. She literally becomes the fucking Flash. She breaks the sound barrier. A shockwave goes through the room, breaks all of the glass in this room. And she goes flying towards the chairman and knocks him into the wall. A little indentation happens, but he lets go of the pocket watch. The sheer impact makes it fly out of his hand and it's flying in the air. So Iris, what do you want to do? Iris is going to try and fly and catch the the key that's in the air. Okay, so um, Iris, I'm going to have you roll dark for the speed because the chairman does clock this. And you can see the chairman is trying to fight Egan off to kick off and, and catch and beat you there. Um, with Zach's plus two, I didn't roll super well, but I got a nine. A nine, okay, I'm gonna roll against you on that. Okay, that is gonna be a 12. Oh, oh no! Oh my god. This highest stat. <laughs> Yeah, so Iris, you kick off the ground and your wings fly, and like like the golden snitch, your fingers just graze the pocket watch, and yet in that time, Egan, he's actually used your force to push you into the wall. Again, he's not trying to hurt you, mm-hmm. like any of you. He's trying to get you off of him, and he kicks off the ground again with this ease. He's so easy. Um, he kicks off the ground, and... Iris, before you know it, he's right in front of you and he swaps the watch and he just kind of like with his back hits you in the back and you go flying in the air towards the other corner of the room. Also, again, none of you are taking harm from this. The clock does read two minutes, 45 seconds. Now, I can't be run away from at all. Oh, yeah. Could you read your move again? It says you may spend a string unless you allow it. You cannot be run away from. I will always be around the next corner behind a tree or my victims will find themselves. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, Iris, after he's just back bumped you, by the way, you're invisible, but your wings, a little bit of refraction off the lights, how I'm going to justify that he could see you there. But 
he snatches the pocket watch. Before he can even think, Egan's back on him. Boom! Another sound explosion happens. This time, Egan drags him and plummets him into the ground. We see this kind of ripple of concrete explode out. Now, at this point, let's go back to Zach. Zach, give me another roll for this music. I want to see, well, how you're doing. <laughs> Eleven. Oh, oh baby, nice. Zach, you are still like jamming <laughs> yes. the fucking shit out of that thing, yes. and everyone's still gonna get plus one on their rolls. So back to you, Kane. I'd like to pull my string on him and give him a condition. Mm. Okay. I want to give him the condition tired, just based off how l- tired he's been for the last months. Nice. I'd like to give him that condition. That's really good. Mm-hmm. So as the dust settles and he he again just manages to break free of Egan for a second. You see him kind of stand there and for like like I said, maybe a second, he he takes a deep breath and exhales and you feel that he's tired. And how that's going to manifest, I'm going to give him minus 1 on every roll. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that that's really good, Kane. So I'm, I'm going to say that how, how that happens is as soon as he breaks from Egan, you kind of jump at him and just like start waving your arms really quick, trying to take take the fucking thing from him. <laughs> and he, he's quick. He still dodges it. But you see that every time he moves, he's getting a little bit slower. Okay. And you see that he's even breaking one bead of sweat from his forehead. Damn. The clock reads one minute. Uh is the dog around? Could Iris talk to the dog if we, the sonic boom broke the windows? Yeah, sure. She wants to try and convince the dog to come in and uh, distract, like, just start, like, attacking the chairman's face with, like, kisses to distract him. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you want me to roll hot? Let's do your animal insight roll, which is your version of Jimmy stuck down the well. Why not? Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to, oh, dark instead? Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, oh God, please. <laughs> um, That's a nine. Oh, with Zach's, that's a 10. Sorry, that's a, with Zach's, that's a 10. Nice. Sorry, sorry. Nice. Okay, perfect. Okay. So you all of a sudden kind of get shot into the mind of Serby, and you just hear like, <laughs> nom, nom, I love eggs. Nom, nom, no, I love eggs. Hey, 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 it's me, oh, it's oh, Iris. Oh, 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 hi, hi, Iris, hi, Iris. I have chickens at a barn. I could get you tons of eggs if you come right now and give kisses to the chairman and distract him so we can get the special key for the game we're playing. We could kiss the master's face? Continually, until we have the key in our hands, and I tell you to stop. Oh, boy. Okay, and you just feel that it gets up and starts to run down that hallway. Okay. The clock now reads 45 seconds. So, Evelyn, what are you going to do? Um, Evelyn is going to use another one of her hexes. She's going to use Wither, and she wants to make his his hands and arms feel really weak and the pocket watch feel, like, really heavy in them. Okay, nice. roll plus Wither for me. Okay. Magic is so helpful. You could do so much with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a nine. So it Yay, works, but um, I'm going to say it does me one harm. Okay, cool. So, Evelyn, you're putting everything that you can to this, even though, you know, you're pretty tired already. Just e- even using the few spells against him, mm-hmm. you can tell the magic it took was a lot. Yeah. And you, you harness that power. And all of a sudden, you see, while he Kane is still trying to grab the watch from his hand, he, he all of a sudden starts looking at his arms. are getting really heavy, and he's taking a lot of energy to having to swing his arm around. And in that moment, Egan, because he can't escape you, mm-hmm. he gets piled on in the back by invisible you. <laughs> he gets like spread on the ground and he hits the pavement a few times again. He takes no damage from this. He looks mm-hmm. fine. Um, and the pocket watch slides out from under his hand and he's going to grab it. Does anyone want to try to beat him to it? I do. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, Egan's right there. Do it. Go for yeah, it. she's really fast. She's the speedy one. Okay, Egan, roll plus dark for me. Oh no. Okay. Um, that's a... S- oh, with plus one, it's a seven. 
plus one, it's a seven. Ooh, okay. okay. Can Iris go for it too? Iris, you actually don't have to. So what you can see is oh, the faint outline of Egan, she's mostly invisible, goes reaching for that flying pocket watch. The chairman catches up to her, grabs her leg and swings her around, gently throwing her aside. He goes to reach for it, but then this blurred figure meets the chairman's face and knocks him backwards. And he's being licked by the heads of three dogs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and as just so affectionately is, yes, you know, yes, yes. licking the chairman. He's like, oh God, Serby, come oh, on. But right now the pocket watch is on the ground, defenseless. Okay, uh, Zach playing his guitar uh, hits one <laughs> gnarly open chord, throws the guitar up, does a power slide, and just grabs for the, the pocket watch. Yes. Yeah. That's so cool. Honestly, Zach, you don't even have to roll for that. <laughs> this teamwork has been so good that I'm going to reward this. So, Zach, you play one more power chord, another sonic boom explodes <laughs> into the air, and you do your power slide and pick up that watch and hold it high. <laughs> and on that, all of the lights kind of become more colorful in the room, and... The chairman stands up and says, he's like cleaning up the, the spit from his face and he laughs and he goes, <laughs> you know, I have done that test countless times and I have never had a dog used yeah. against me before for its cuteness. That was me, guys. That was me. I did that. Yeah, that was awesome, everybody. Good job. And she like goes and pets the dog. Yo, Dr. E, bring it in. That was metal as fuck. Oh, thank you. You you yourself. That was pretty impressive yes. at the end. Yeah, you all of you were great. Kane's so amped for being the form. He's like, oh my god, Egan, that was so sick the way you just thoom! And then Evelyn, you were all like, bah, with your head. And then Zach was all like with the guitar, and then Iris was all like, ooh, go, go, get him, dog. And then Serbia was all like, lick, lay. Oh, fuck, man. Oh, it's good. Kane, Kane, you gotta try and calm down now. Right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a walk. And he actually just kind of walks away to like calm down on his own. <laughs> I, got, I gotta do my meditative breathing. <laughs> and as Kay walks away, you swear, like, even as he's taking some breathers, you can see the gray kind of dissipate from his hair as he's getting more control over this. And the chairman just says, that was wonderful. <laughs> I I hope I didn't hurt any of you. It was not my intention. Oh, no, not at all. She kind of dust herself off. Are you a king? I didn't know you could fly. Uh, I, I have a great many abilities that I've honed over many, many years, and... Well, congratulations. There's nothing else to be said. You all hmm. are... I hope you all are proud of the work you've done this year. You have made a real difference in people's lives and, and will continue. And and when we finally uncover what is going on, I think that we have a, a wonderful shot. Really? Can we go under the rose now? <laughs> I feel more confident in not telling you what to do anymore. There was a time where I was afraid that you were all very, very susceptible to falling into your own powers and hurting yourselves more, but I think now it's not up to me to tell you what to do. Well done. And if there's anything that I can, can help you with or help you understand now, please ask it. So was this the test? Just if we could steal your pocket watch? Yes, that's exactly what it was. I wanted you all to learn that working as a team and not dominating the other, as each one of you possesses powers that could easily dominate a group, is the right way. Teamwork is the right way, and it's the only way that you could have defeated me there. 
And when it's time for other tests that you will encounter, I think that you will be well prepared. What do you mean? I'm not at liberty to say, Dr. Egan, but there will be new tests presented to you, I'm sure. But there's many years to go still. Uh, I, have, I have two questions. Yes. Um, since you can fly and you're always cold all the time, what are you? And two, guys, what's that thing we had to figure out? The circle thing? The, the, founding, the founding circle. circle. The founding circle. Do you know anything oh, about no. that? Those are my two questions. I can assure you, Iris, that I am very human. I am just as human as Zack or Cain or Evelyn. Well, I guess you could say, in a way, I am less human than all of you, but that's not important right now. Listen, I have lost many students over the many years that the society has been around by telling them too much too soon. Any one of your powers in the wrong hands would be devastating to us, and I refuse to let any of you get hurt. I take this job very seriously. This sacred oath that I have is to protect you and train you for when the time comes. And I will. Are you saying that someone could corrupt us or that they could take our powers? I'm saying that the society is not the only force on campus. Hmm. Okay. And as you asked about the Founding Circle... I do not know much of the Founding Circle. I know very little, probably less than you. There are certain things that stop me from being able to know. Hmm. But all I can say is... They do not mean you good. And what they offer you is... Is not what I offer you. But the choice is ultimately yours, as it has been countless times before. Wait, but how... In, in the journal or something, it said that I could break it? I don't know about that. Huh. But if the circle can be broken, I, for one, would be glad. It okay. would be a relief. And you see that he's really tired, especially because Cain gave him mm. fatigue. Mm -hmm. And he, he goes, but I hope you excuse me, everyone. I... I must take the summer to rest. It has been quite a year for me, here and abroad. I hope that you'll forgive me, but I look forward to seeing you next year, and please, whatever should come between now and when I see you next, keep true to who you are right now, and know that, and just know that all you have is each other. <laughs> One more group hug? One more group hug. Iris kind of like puts her hands in. He extends his arms and he goes, I, I think so. <laughs> and you all share this lovely group hug together. And Yay! the chairman summons back Yay! his bone handled cane in his midnight blue suit. And he dons them both. And he looks at you smiling and says, I will hmm. see you all next year. And on that, Yay! our camera Sick. fades away from the gymnasium after a successful first Test. And over the next kind of few minutes, you've all, you know, packed up your your belongings and things like that at the society. And Lucky is actually outside. And he goes, oh, why, hello there, 
everyone. I heard you passed your test. Very good, very good. Well, uh, I just wanted to say that I am actually off to Ireland for the summer. Oh. And I, yes, I know. I, I, I love it there. I like to prank tourists. <laughs> <laughs> well, say hello to Ireland for me. I miss it dearly. I will, Dr. Egan, absolutely. Yes. Before I go, would anyone like to make any last-minute purchases? Ah, oh. indeed I would. I'm so glad you showed up. Lucky's Emporium of good shit at your service. <laughs> Legs, for sure. <laughs> Lucky, I'll have another coin, please. One coin will be $300. Okay, perfect. <laughs> he flips your golden coin. <laughs> no, no. Lucky, this is my treat. Um, a, oh. a coin, one, can you get one coin for everybody? One coin for everyone, oh, that will be $1,500. Oh. Alright. I mean, math is math. <laughs> Very well. Very well, a deal's a deal. And he flips everyone a fresh gold coin. Now, I've sent the shopping list to everybody, so if you just want to reference that to look for some cool stuff, you can. Um, how much are the glasses of the, tr the, the truth? The, the 3D glasses of truth? The 3D glasses of truth allow you to see concealed truths. Uh, for that, hmm, three thousand dollars. <laughs> um, wow, that's a lot of money. Um, I think I'll have enough that my aunt gave me for three years. So, sure, Dude, I'll take the it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she doesn't know how money works. She doesn't know uh. how much things cost. <laughs> um, sure, yeah, I'll I'll take them. Yeah, that sounds great. Done! He throws you a magic... They, they look like the old paper 3D glasses with the red and then oh, the blue nice. Um, nice. Um, on that. them. But they, they are indestructible, obviously. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> Lucky, do you have the Be Kind Rewind? Be Kind Rewind! It is good for one use. It brings back the bearer in time 15 seconds. All right, and how much? 5,000, please. Add it to my bill. Wonderful! It's a pleasure doing business with ye. And he hands you a golden VCR tape. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's lovely. Do I have to, to pull the tabs? Or <laughs> is that how you activate it? I just... All you gotta do is open it up and pull out the reel. You know, Lucky, uh, this is rather large. I wasn't expecting something so big. And actually, I was wondering, do you have anything in your inventory that might um, be something that would hold large objects? I think you we're... mean a custom bag to hold things. Yes. Do you have anything mm. like that? Custom jobs are more expensive, you see. 10000 for a custom job. Oh. Mm. Very well. Surely you can afford it. Mm. Yes. Evelyn's eyes just go wide when she hears all these notes <laughs> <laughs> getting thrown around. I'm pretty sure Egan has spent like near 20 grand. To oh, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm getting there. Does, does he charge tax? <laughs> I don't know. No, no tax. I, I, I don't give Uncle Sam shite. <laughs> um, he, he goes, I have just the idea. And he like opens up this like rift in, in like reality and is oh like God. searching and you hear like oh. a bunch of like pots and pans like clackering. He's like, no, 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 that's ah here we go and he pulls out a multicolored fanny pack oh yes nice <gasps> love it and he says okay no problem and he holds his hands over it in this gold and rainbow aura from his hands um kind of surrounds the bag and hands it back to you and says all done this has a carrying capacity of 500 pounds should be good for anything oh 
Excellent. That's perfect. Exactly what I wanted. I just saw Lurby. Oh my god, why didn't I buy that? I know. I was looking at that. I'm like, that's perfect for Iris. Oh my god, I didn't even see it. Well, now, what is Lurby? A Lurby is a small, shape-shifting animal companion that only turns into small animals. Oh. I want it, but I've spent so much, but I want it. You know what? <laughs> Put it on my tap, too. <laughs> she needs the Lurby. What? Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, my God. No. Vegan, are you sure? I mean, I can pay. $15,000 for the Lurby. <laughs> Wait a minute. Lucky. I'm purchasing oh quite God. a bit. Can't you just do a little discount for little old me? Say you'll sleep with him. What if we <laughs> toss in a hoverboard too? Kane calls out. I want the hoverboard. Would you, for 15,000, would you toss in a hoverboard as well? So Lurby and hoverboard for 15,000. I think that we have a deal, Dr. Egan. Now for our listeners, the description that I have for a hoverboard is, it is a hoverboard. <laughs> I mean, it's special in and of itself, but yep, it is just... A hoverboard. Back to the future style. And then she looks over at uh, Evelyn and Zach and says, All right, pick pick one thing out, too. Well, I mean, there's this, there's this really sick-ass-looking guitar here. But I have this <laughs> this sick-ass-looking guitar here. So, I mean, I can't play two at once. That, that'd just be a little too much. Well, would it? Uh, no, nah, fuck that. Give me the guitar. I would just the guitar. <laughs> okay, so the Arch of the Chandrian is a instrument of fire control. So what I'll say is as long as you're playing it, you can, and, and roll a high enough for dark, you can control fire. I'm so mad that it doesn't go based on hot. Oh, <laughs> because <yeah>. fire is <laughs> hot. Oh yeah, no fucking, why not? <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. Yeah, fuck it, let's do that, that makes sense. So basically, Zach, you'll roll and I'll determine how much control you have over the fire depending on your roll. Now, I am going to institute one rule. This guitar does not create fire. It can simply control it. So if you want to control the fire, fire, at least in some point, does have to be around. I figured that's cool. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Lucky looks back at you, Egan, and says, if you want to buy anything else, I'll do another deal for another $15,000. So it'll be $45,000 total. <laughs> do you take wow. checks? Aye, I do. I can write it then. Oh my god. <laughs> this When you've been around for so long and, and you got a prof set, you're, you're fine. You're, she, she's doing just fine. Yeah, I've got a bank of, of 10 million. I'm good. <laughs> oh yeah, when we planned this game, Egan was super loaded. So, um, Evelyn, what do you want? Dr. Egan, are you really sure you've already been so generous? Of course. Now... <laughs> Just as a side note, this this is her trying to get rid of her guilt for what she did, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> She's buying their friendship. This is her love language, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Right, so, no, please, please, Evelyn, please do pick. I, you're the only one. Evelyn, get the genie! Get the I, genie! I mean, if, if you're really... If you're really sure and don't mind, I, I was looking at the genie. I thought that yes. could be pretty useful. We'll take the genie for Evelyn here. Aye, the genie in a bottle. He goes through his stuff and he hands it to you. Now, unlike the popular story, it's something that we're all used to with the genie in the bottle. This is a golden magic eight ball with G and then dash spelled knee in a bottle. So what it is, is this is a magic eight ball, Evelyn. When you shake it and ask it a question, it will give you an answer in the form of a riddle. So you can ask it Ooh, any awesome. sort of question you want and it will answer back as magic eight balls do in some the sort of riddle. That is so cool. 
So just to double check, so he goes, okay, let's make sure everyone has what they want. And Kane, he gives you a golden hoverboard. Like all oh, of his yeah. stuff has this kind of gold sheen to it. Nice. And so you have a golden hoverboard. So what that's going to be, it's going to hover off the ground about three inches. Sweet. I could fly with you, Iris. <gasps> oh my gosh, yes. Iris, he holds out his hand and he says, Iris, hold out your hand. They're a bit finicky. And he opens up his hand Yay. and a pink blob jumps into your hand. And you're like, <laughs> Now what's special about the Lurby is it does have the ability to learn language, almost like a parrot. <laughs> and at that, Iris, you hear it go like, parrot, parrot, and it turns into this pink gooey snake around your hand. And then it jumps down, turns into a pink chihuahua and then jumps in the air and turns into a pink squishy beetle kind of flying around all the while going ah, bah, bah, boo, parrot, bah, bah, boo. Oh. <laughs> oh my god your name is gonna be um bethany it'll be great friends with peter i'm so happy right now <laughs> iris like plops it into kane's hand she's like look and then finally it takes the shape of like an actual 90s Furby. That's terrifyingly awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love Bethany. Now, Zach, when you purchased your guitar that you have now at the Oakhaven Music Store, it was in a blue flame decal, right? Yep. Yeah, so this one is in the shape of a red flame. Mm. Ooh. Nice. Okay, and I'm going to do you one better, okay? The okay. whole thing okay. collapses... Okay into a friggin' Zippo. Yo! <laughs> yeah, so if you want it, all you have to do is open the Zippo and spark the Zippo and it will turn into a guitar and it will turn oh, back as well. That's oh amazing. That's, that's sick. That's the most Zach thing that's ever been invented. <laughs> Zach, that ever you Zach. <laughs> so, yeah, after this lovely business, I hope you all have a lovely summer and I'll bring you all souvenirs from Ireland. Oh, excellent. And she tears off the check and hands it over to Lucky. <laughs> he snatches it from your hand and gives it a big long sniff and says, My leprechaun powers tell me it's good. Of course it's good. Well, you never can be too sure nowadays. He turns around and you all of a sudden see he has all of his luggage. He's got a tourist hat and I love Ireland <laughs> t-shirt on and goes, Well, it's pleasure seeing you all. Hope you have a lovely summer. Goodbye. <laughs> and he pops out of existence into a lovely rainbow dust. Okay, I want to go take Bethany for a walk. I'll, I'll hover with you. <laughs> yes, hover with me, Kane. Thank you again, Dr. Egan. That was really nice. Of course. Yes. Bethany is alternating between a gerbil and a tarantula right now. Yes, I, I, I think you better go take Bethany for a walk. <laughs> She's got quite okay. a bit of energy. Walking, whatever <laughs> She's the best. Thank you so much. All right, we'll catch all of you later then. Bye, guys. Hey, bye. So we are going to break up into the smaller scenes and see what each of you want to do, catch up on, anything like that. Iris and Kane, we're going to leave you to last, but just before we do leave you, we can hear Bethany singing Danny Boy. Can Kane hear this too, or is it just me? Yes, okay, yes, he good. can hear it. Yes, yeah, so just like a parrot, everyone can hear it. So as Bethany is running away, she turns back into a little teacup dog and goes to her walk with her new family. <laughs> so at this point, why don't we start with Dr. Egan? Ooh, okay. 
So Dr. Egan, mm -hmm. ever since that run-in that you had with Abertalk some months ago where you were almost killed in mm -hmm. Zack's body, is there anything that you would like to touch up on or study or prepare for? So she realizes that she uh, burned her bridges with Abertalk, right? And uh, You haven't heard from him yet, but again, but, the money is still flowing. Yeah, so I know he's... He hasn't disappeared. Yeah. Now, um, let me ask you, Eric. With the the last scene where um, you know she was looking at the the cells under the microscope, you said that one had was still intact, and if if she had seen it, she would have seen that the cells were still human. They were. Yes. Did, she, did uh, can I assume that she did not see that, or can I assume that she did eventually see it? Like you know. Yeah. Let's assume that you saw them. That's it. You did. Okay. So I did see it, and. So, okay, good. This is actually kind of the thing I was hoping. Okay, so um, Egan has been... So given that she has seen this and she knows that it has worked, that, that you know, it was maybe not completely uh, transformed to be effective, but, but there was hope because one sample actually did work. She's going to actually spend time um, learning some of the magic. She realizes that, she you know, she burned the bridge, bridge with Abertok, um, but and she probably can't count on him to do the ritual again. So she's gonna start doing some research in the library at the society to see if she can um, either learn, because she remembered some of the words from the spell that he did, learn that lunar mag magic or something similar so that she can incorporate that magic uh, as part of, you know, continue her research, try to see if she could do it herself. She also wants to learn uh, high vampiric. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to say that most of the literature that you're going to find on the subject is written in High Vampire. Mm, so you're going to start with the language first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have you roll a It's Showtime roll, and let's add cold. This is just cold, calculated work we have to do. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right. Oh, that's... Mm. Okay, well, that's a, that's a seven, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's not bad. So that's, that's a mixed success. Um, so just like when... He, Evelyn was decoding the journal. Um, in this case, I'm going to say your high vampiric has been coming along very well. Um, you you're, you're kind of able to now speak in broke in broken high vampiric, but some of the spells like that are very arcane. So you're also trying to learn arcane high vampiric. So this is going to take a while, but you're really starting to decipher it, and some words are starting to appear. And it, it you you know though that you're on the right track. So what I'll say is in game when the summer is done you will have decoded that entire thing. Damn. And, and you will be pretty much fluent in High Vampiric. Like, would I be enough, would it be enough to um, start uh, reading the texts? Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, as of now, your knowledge just isn't good enough to do that in terms of, basically right now you're at Bonjour, Jemapel, so-and-so, whereas you're trying to read the OG Les Miserables. So, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So it's a little dense for you right now, a little difficult. But by summer's end, by the beginning of year two, you will be able to decode the okay. entire thing. Okay. And just as Egan is wont to do, Egan, you get right back to work and you start learning High Vampiric as fast as you can so you can get moving on this cure that you want to work mm -hmm. on, you know, almost in mm -hmm. spite of Abertalk. So oh, as yeah. Egan burns the midnight oil on that, our camera is going to fade away from you. <laughs> our camera opens up on Zach. Now, Zach, is there anything that you would like to do in terms of tying up your horticultural class or really anything related uh, to that area, as this is the final horticultural class that you have, uh, probably ever? 
Um, no. Uh, Zach's gonna mostly um, just kind of scoot by in, in class. Uh, he's actually just gonna try to get laid as many times as possible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You definitely find people in your class of all kinds that would sleep with you. You know, you're charming play music and stuff like that and they give you some notes so that's kind of become your thing you sleep with people in the class and they make sure you don't have to work wait what happened oh, to beautiful. that girl by the way the one yeah. that you hooked up with oh she was in the business class so she gave him all the notes that was it okay that was oh it and he never talked to her again oh my god oh, no. <laughs> just that's that's how he wasn't it her first kiss or something yeah it was yep. oh yep. my god yep definitely not zach's most shining moment but oh, you know no. here we are <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's basically it. He's not doing anything super special. Uh, he's, yeah, just skating by. He, he doesn't really give a care in the wind. So I'll just add in one more thing here, Zach. For your final exam, Florida Bloom said, Okay, everyone. Well, if you wouldn't mind on the final day of classes, please bring any sort of plant that you would like to show the class for a little show and tell. I don't believe in exams and testing people, but I do want you to all show off what you have grown with your wonderful green thumbs. <laughs> hey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. Okay, okay, here we go. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, yeah, this is a marijuana plant. <laughs> Didn't know that beforehand. But you know what? I, I think that there's a lot that we don't know about it yet, um, which is just like, uh, like, like all of us, you know? It's misunderstood. Like me. I'm, I'm really deep that way, I guess. So, you know, don't, don't, don't knock it because I'm not smoking it right now. Uh, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Just like all the, the the plants here in the world, right? Florida Bloom goes, the way you've trimmed it is beautiful, Zachary. Oh yeah, um, I, I make sure that it's absolutely like perfect and trimmed. She smells it. California OG Kush. <laughs> Hell yeah. That is wonderful. What What is the name of this fine specimen, Zachary? This is my buddy, Bernie. I love him so much. <laughs> Bernie, well, it is lovely to meet you. I'm Flora. And she, she like, shakes the plant's hand and joking. And Zach, you swear you see her, like, tickle a butterfew off and put it in her pocket. <laughs> well, Zachary, I must say, you clearly love your plants. And I cannot give anyone who loves plants anything less than an A+. You know, I, I can't blame you for that, because me and Bernie, we've been through a lot. <laughs> well, Zachary, it was a pleasure having you in my class. You are a very gifted, bright, and talented student. Well done. Oh, thanks, Laura. I, I learned a lot, man. I mean, I wish we could have seen, uh, uh, ec not ecstasy, nope, uh, <clears throat> different party, uh, <laughs> euphoria a little more when she blooms, but, you know, life. Well, that's all right. Just come around next year when she blooms, and I'll be sure to give you a good look. Oh, I'd love that. Thank you so much. I loved your class, man. Zach. And Zach, <laughs> as you walk by, there's there's like the three or four people that you slept with in the class all like slip a note to you, and it just says like five some in the shed. Wow. Zach looks at the note, <laughs> looks at the ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> and just like uh, gives them the eyes and 
heads to the shed. Hell yes. So Zach, you have a bisexual five son <laughs> in the horticultural shed, and it is a beautiful thing. And also it continues to grow your hive network. So Zach, after you have this on an almost non-exam, our camera fades <laughs> away from you. Our camera opens on Evelyn. Now, Evelyn, yours was a little different this year. Professor Mamora, uh, as your history teacher, asked you all to please write a paper and submit it in person to her office. So we find you in the main history building. It's one of the oldest buildings on campus. And you're walking down the, you know, beautifully furnished with the wood and stone combo hallways. And you knock on your history professor's door and you hear, come in. Um, hello, uh, Dr. Mamor. I'm dropping off my paper. Ah, yes, Miss Reed Wilson. Please come in and have a seat. Uh, thank you. And she sits down. I must say, Miss Reed Wilson, I find your papers very compelling. Thank you. I, I really enjoy history and research. I can tell that you love it. Yes, your friend Maddie McFinfan writes a lot about you in her history papers. It's a little weird. Oh, that, um, yeah, that that is odd. I'm I'm sorry that you have to read that. No, that's okay. Some some people. I, I suspect that some students here need all the positivity they can get. So I I try not to judge. That's nice. Well, Ms. Reed Wilson, may I ask what you wrote your paper on? Oh, um, yes. I actually wrote my paper on the Salem Witch Trials. Very interesting. She starts to read them. Yeah, you know, I was doing some research. And, um, you know, it, I, I kind of have this theory from the research that um, one of the, the women who was tried was possibly, in fact, a witch. She looks at you curiously through her half-spectacles with the beads on either side, tying them around her neck, and she looks at you and says, And what do you have that supports this hypothesis, Miss Reed Wilson? Oh, just some of the documents that I read in the library. Um, uh, just some of the accounts seemed very unusual. Well, unfortunately, Miss Reed Wilson, history shows us many examples of atrocities carried out towards women. But all we can do now is those of us who are alive can live for those who are gone. Don't you agree? I would hope so. Do you like to read, Miss Reed Wilson? Yes, I, I love to read. She pulls out a old journal and lays it on the table and says, I think you'd find this interesting. It was written by a very young and scared girl in the time of the trials in which you spoke of. It's a first-hand account of some of the things that happened there. I used it as a basis for my first book. That sounds absolutely fascinating. Please keep it. It's yours to keep. I've read it so many times. Just pass it along when you're done and pass it to someone new. Thank you very much, Dr. Memora. Is there anything else that I can help you with, Miss Reed Wilson? You seem troubled if you don't mind me saying so i i mean i think you know just getting nervous for final exams and being done the first year but um you know i keep i, I don't know if it's just me imagining but i i just keep thinking about um what you mentioned in one of our first classes the founder ah the old legend of the founder of the school in okay mm -hmm. i i was just wondering like, I, I know you said before that there really wasn't much written on him. Do you have any ideas of where I could look to find 
to find out anything. Like, he, he just seems really fascinating, and I would love to learn more. She looks at you quizzically for a moment, Evelyn, and then decides to speak, and she says, Well, I have looked high and low for many points in my life, given a few sabbaticals to searching the areas for what I can find of the Founder, and I, what I've been able to find are folk tales, unconfirmed sightings, stories that barely connect, really nothing much to go off of, but... Well, do you have a moment? I don't really get to talk about this much, and there is something that I really want to show you. And she reaches into some file cabinets, and she pulls out an old photo, and she hands it to you and says, Well, you see, this was discovered somewhere just north of Oakhaven, not too far away, and I'm not sure what to make of it. And it's a photo of a pin, and this pin, unlike your society pin, is that circle and gem configuration that you were finding all over Coffee Bob's journal. Oh my god. As I said, we found it somewhere north of Oakhaven. Judging by what the legends say, it is where the founder set up his first circle of students. He founded this collection of disciples. Oh wow. The inner circle, you said? Yes, that's what it seems like. He gathered some that who were deemed worthy, and they then learned from him and went to go spread their knowledge for the betterment of the eastern seaboard. That's at least what some of the folktales say, but again, stories vary wildly, and we're not entirely sure where they even come from in the first place. That's fascinating. Thank you for sharing that with me. Well, I can tell that you enjoy knowledge as much as I. Please, take the book, and I hope you enjoy it, Evelyn. And have a wonderful summer, and I hope that you take my future history classes. I really enjoyed you as a student. Thank you very much, Dr. Mamora. I hope you have a great summer, too, and I really look forward to taking more classes with you in the future. I I feel like I learned a lot from you this semester. She reaches her hand out to give you a handshake. Evelyn shakes her hand. Roll dark for me. Okay. That's an 11. You go and shake her hand, Evelyn, and the moment your hands contact each other, you're not sure if this is a vision or a dream. All you know is that your vision just gets pulled away. And what you're looking at is from someone who's short, their perspective, they're short because you can see people are surrounding them who are much taller. And what you can smell is burning hair and see flames all around you. Oh my God. And then your vision just snaps back to looking at Dr. Memora, staring back at you kindly. Uh, thank you, you too, Dr. Memora. And Evelyn, after that strange vision, as you hastily leave and make your way back down the history hallway, our camera will fade away from you. Oh my god. Iris and Kane, you are walking Bethany around the beautiful outside kind of garden area of that the treetops offers with uh, like a pool and like a few jacuzzis and the tennis court and and like a little a little fun maze to walk around um you know shining style and i really hope that thing stops talking at some point i mean kane i mean it has to go to sleep at some point right like well, She's hey, not going to be up all night, is she? <laughs> <laughs> I look down at it after and it says that. I look back up and I'm like, we'll we'll see. Um, but uh, hey, I'm, it's a really cool pet. Bethany turns into a bird and is now nesting on your shoulder, Iris, looking very happy. I'm pretty excited. I mean, I've always wanted a pet. I mean, I've had a lot of 
animals in my life growing up, but this one's kind of mine, I guess. I'm kind of like its mom. <laughs> I'm really excited to use this hoverboard. I'm trying to live a more stress-free life, and I feel like walking and not having to do that now is just going to allow me to practice my meditative breathing while on the go. I'm really excited. I got to thank yeah. you again personally for this. <laughs> and she like she actually smiles and like grabs his hands and says, you've been doing really well. I mean, how do you feel? You just seem so much more calm and, and positive. I mean, are you happy? I feel like I'm on my way for sure. And I think it's partly because I haven't really heard from my besties since we had that whole thing with Bullsteel and that night where I turned to my other self and Wait. I don't know, he hasn't really been talking to me too much. Really? Yeah, wow. the last the last thing he just mentioned was that he needed me to be strong and that there's something really scary on campus, something that even he fears. Master Cade, Madam Iris, oh. on that you hear the call of Jeeves. Uh, uh, oh, 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 Madam Iris, sorry Hi. for the intrusion. I, I, I sincerely apologize, but um, uh, uh, something came for you in the mail, and it's marked as urgent. Wait, for me? Y yes, madam, and you see that it's a handwritten letter. Oh. And it says Iris, and it seems like it's scribbled pretty quickly. Hmm. Um, okay, and she just, like, starts opening it up right in front of both of them. Yes, the letter arrived by some man. I have never seen him before wearing some sort of leather jacket. He said that you would know immediately what to do upon reading the letter, so I just wanted to bring it to you as fast as I could. It did seem urgent, Madam Iris. As, as, he's, as he's saying this, uh, he's just saying that she's already opening it up and starting to read the letter. And the letter reads as following. Dear Iris, I don't know if you've been by Oakhaven recently and have seen how long the coffee shop's been under construction for, but this is ridiculous. The historical foundation of Oakhaven, they're not telling me anything. And every time I go to inquire, I just get shooed away because they say it's a dangerous job site and there's things that they're finding, but I, I can hear construction noises and I, I didn't authorize that. I mean, sure, they pay me some money and stuff like that, but we have a reputation to keep. I, I, this money won't get us through forever. I don't have a good feeling about this, Iris, and... and Okay, you know the person that I told you about who visited me and gave me the check and told us that this great thing was happening? Uh, the guy with the really shallow face and he's got that long leather trench coat he always wears. I've been seeing him around and, and not just at the building where I would expect him to. I think he's been following me. And listen, I can't handle this anymore. I need to go and find out exactly what's going on. So I'm going to go in there today and I'm just writing so that, well, I kind of want you to join me. Bring whoever you want. The more help the better it'll be great but i'm going in right now we're gonna find out what's happening your oh. friend coffee josh oh 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 and she like gives it to kane and just lets him, uh, him read it he reads it and he says well we've been trying to get in there for so long we should get all the others yeah yeah we should probably go right now um 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 i call getting she, evelyn like, she's the furthest away and i want to hover wait, wait, there wait, no 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 i could just do the pin and she oh. like grabs the pin <laughs> right <laughs> nice I, I don't have to use the hoverboard it's it's cool. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I I hope everything's okay. And she just uh, yeah. She uh, she she presses the pin. Do I need to roll for that, Eric? Um, no, I don't think so, Iris. Your emotions are high enough. You're in panic mode. I think that's gonna go right through. So you press your button, and Doctor Egan, Zach, and Evelyn, you all get this message instantly. You throw your heads back. Zach, you're in the middle of an orgy. It interrupts that. <laughs> Doctor Egan, you're learning high vampiric, and Evelyn, you're just leaving the history office. And essentially, you get the sense of Iris's panic and the sense of what is happening oh. right now. 
So I'm kind of like, Vrasut. Oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I think it worked. Should we head there now? Yeah, let's go. Time's of the essence. Okay, okay, I'm going to bring Bethany, but only if it's safe. Bethany, coffee, coffee, oopa, coffee, yeah. Bring Bethany, she'll be useful. Okay. <laughs> Bethany senses your anxiety, Iris, and she turns into a baby kangaroo and goes to hide inside your pocket. Oh, that's Into my overalls, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So as Iris and Kane and the rest of the AV come, dash towards Coffee Josh's. Our camera is going to fade away. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. Hi, everyone. Eric, your MC here, just wanting to take the time to thank you so much for all of your support. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to share with your RPG-loving friends and family, and don't forget to follow us at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. If you enjoy the show and you want to hear a little more of our characters, I highly recommend that you check out our first secret arc, Leadership, that is a one-off arc featuring 11 players. And all of that can be found at www.talltaletheater.com with all of our information. You can get two of the episodes, the first one's released for free. Parts two and three can be yours for only $3, and that's over four hours of content. Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Our camera opens up in Oakhaven, in front of Coffee Josh's, and all the AV club has met. Now, Egan, I earlier said that you haven't passed by and not seen anybody, but this is the one time that it is completely empty. There doesn't seem to be anybody here. Just completely abandoned. So, as you all meet up, what do you do? Uh, do we see Josh? No. And we oh. see each other, right? We've all met up? Yes. Okay. Yes. Guys, this is weird. He said he was going to be here. Maybe mm. he's already inside? Perhaps. Okay. Um, Iris tries the door. Yeah, the door is <laughs> open. Oh. Oh, okay. He must have come in. Josh starts yelling. <laughs> I tell him about the fact that it's been, had a lot of uh, people in it before. So I say... No, be very careful. Josh. Oh, be careful. Okay. Yes. You yell in and you just hear the echo of Josh, 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 Josh. <laughs> oh, no. That's not a good sign. No. That's... Um. Um, here, let, let's go over to the office. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's in his office. Maybe he has the door closed. <laughs> you walk into the main room 
and what was once, you know, a, a great coffee shop, you see is completely gutted. It doesn't look like any historical work has gone on here at uh, all. Uh -huh. No restoration. It, in fact, looks worse than before. It looks like it's completely ripped up. Uh -huh. um, as if some major construction work has gone on here. And what you're all looking at, though, when you walk in the room is a static TV. And the TV is plugged in on a stand, a big tube TV, and it's got static on it. And there is a VHS hanging on a tape on a little string in front that says, play me. Guys, this that is, is not weird. No, oh, this is a bad oh. sign. Oh, my God. Oh. Kane, you're, you're, you're the film expert. <laughs> Go. Should we put it in? Iris, I think you just put it in the little slot there. What? That's I think all you, you have do? to put the. Yeah. Okay. Why is there a film major then? <laughs> if all you do is put in tapes. No. <laughs> we'll explain later. <laughs> yeah, we put it. I'll put it in. You slide the VHS in, and the static goes away. And what comes up is a shot of Coffee Josh sitting in a chair tied down mostly oh my God. it looks like a kidnapping video essentially and he's holding oh a piece God. of paper oh shit and he says hello iris kane dr egan evelyn and zachary it is time that you are tested and he kind of looks up at some figure behind and you see a shadow pointing down from behind the camera indicating he should get back to the script coffee josh looks panicked flips over the page and says over this past year, you have learned from false prophets, blasphemers, and all sorts of imbecilic people. These are not to be trusted. We offer the only true way to salvation and to eternal knowledge. You must be tested. All other tests that have been administered are revoked and ignored. We must know what you are made of. Meet me, find me, and we shall commence your testing. Salvation is at hand and we hope that you share in the glory that we have to offer what is that is that all is that all is that all i have to say please please, please. I, I and and he looks at you and says iris please don't no. follow whatever you're doing and and, and the figure comes no. in and you see this you got a long brown leather jacket and you just hear a punch and you see some oh. teeth fly out oh, no. and you hear some like cries as the camera gets knocked over and the static takes over again iris is like hands are on the screen she's like josh josh and she's like smacking the screen like you can somehow come back it's a vhs josh, it was already josh, done josh, josh. that was it's... in the past iris yes <gasps> oh my gosh is this all our fault? Did me getting a job here mean that he's gonna be, he's gonna die because I got a job here and I wanted to be a human? No, it, this has nothing to do with you, Iris. You're not responsible for this. No, that man in the coat was responsible for this. If it weren't for his actions, Josh wouldn't be there. It's not our fault. How did he know about our test? Yes, that's what I'm wondering. And who's the we? So just to reset the scene here, you are in the main room of Coffee Josh's right now. Uh, most of things have been cleared, so now it's this kind of cavernous, echoey room. But you haven't explored anywhere else. There's that kind of construction plastic everywhere right now. Oh, that was in the open room. That wasn't in his office. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, the office. Guys, we need to go to the office. And Iris just starts running to the office. Iris, okay. roll plus, uh, <laughs> roll plus cold for me. Oh no. Oh no. Oh my, why am I rolling so, oh wait, no, that's, that's not, that's a six. 
A six. Okay, yeah, so that's a fail. So, Iris, you, you run into the office, and you, you're, you're bolting in, and you open the door, and you swing it open, and you're looking Josh? down a giant fucking hole, and you drop right into it. But you hear screaming. And everyone oh, can hear Iris's cries from the office room kind of echoing downwards. Use your wings, Iris! <laughs> Funnily enough, Iris, if you actually tried to use your wings, even if you pulled them out, you actually get the sense of, like, this sucking sensation, like this tunnel is pulling you towards it. And Iris, after falling for about 10 seconds, you land in about three, four inches of dirty water, and you see that you are in this underground tunnel complex. <laughs> are you okay, Iris? Guys, there's a hole! Y yes, yes, we yep. can see that. <laughs> are you okay? Um, yeah, I think I'm fine with a little bit of dirty water. Oh, it's in my mouth. Um, I, I like, broke my fall a bit. Hey, I think we're under the rose now. Uh, uh, you are? Uh, what do you see? Do you see anything? No, it's all dark. Um, but it looks like there's a tunnel, so we could probably go forward. We probably should have brought Larry. Can everyone else roll plus dark for me? Okay. Okay. Also, I just want to say Bethany's fine, right? Bethany's okay. <laughs> she is, yes. I'm 11. You can hear her in your pocket still. Boo, 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 parrot, boo, boo, boo. So that's a five. Experience point. That's experience. Yep. I also got a five. Minus one, it's four. And I rolled a nine. Okay, cool. So all four of you feel this strong gust of wind. It slams the door behind you. You don't even have time to turn around and look at the door. You feel, same, the suction wind coming right from this tunnel, and it pulls you all in. Now, Zach and Egan, you got taken off guard a little bit, so you're going to take one harm going down. But Evelyn and Kane, you managed to kind of fall with it and fall with a bit more grace. And by the time you all land, you've landed in three-inch dirty water along with Iris. Iris, Iris turns down the, the the tunnel and just goes, okay, we gotta do this, we gotta go. And she starts running down going, Josh, I'm going. Wait, do we? Don't Iris, die. Iris, there could be somebody down there. There could be- She's like, already running. Oh, Iris. <sighs> well, I mean, element of surprise is spoiled. I guess we'll follow behind. All right, let's go. <laughs> you all follow Iris and Iris, you can see written in glow in the dark paint down the hallway. It says, are you ready? The testing time has begun. Salvation is ahead. Iris is like reading it out to the group. It says, it's, it says, are you ready? The testing time has almost begun. Now salvation ahead. And she's like running. <laughs> Iris, as you wade through the water to get to the end of the tunnel, it gets shallower and shallower as you go up the incline. And at the very end, you see that to either side of you are two oh, no. bank vault doors with the word salvation in the middle with two arrows pointing to either door. Uh, is this a trick question? Is this a trick question? Do both? Which one's salvation? We, we have to go through both of these? Do we have to split up? Everyone roll one six-sided die for me, please. Oh, okay. Oh, no! Two. Two. Six. Two. Fuck, one. Two. Two. So, Evelyn, as soon as you ask, do we have to split up? As if on cue. There's a center pillar in this room that comes crashing down, and before it can crush oh you God. all, you all jump to either oh side to avoid it. Now, based on your rolls, that will be Evelyn and Zach, you jump to one side, and Dr. Egan, Kane, and Iris, you jump to the other. And at this point, the sound totally gets cut off. You can't hear anything from the other people on the other side. You're completely cut off. And then, as if on another cue, both bank vault doors gently swing open into dark rooms beyond. However, 
Zach and Evelyn, from your perspective, the word inside the bank vault door spray-painted is Evelyn. Iris, Dr. Egan, and Kane, from your perspective, the name inside your bank vault door leading to the dark room is Iris. And as our AV club head into their second test of their exams, this one much more malevolent, and the stakes could not be higher, the life of Coffee Josh, our camera fades away. <laughs> <laughs>